if you, the guy, see the problem, you guys, you guys know there's a problem. You see a solution, you want it fixed. You don't understand why she can't come up either with a different solution, but can't just do it since she just does it, if you will, at work. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson explains how the brain works differently for men and women. You're welcome, America. Stay tuned. Hey, can you feel it? The power coursing through your veins. Underneath the lights. I know there's a bunch of therapists out there. Did you know that you can get listed on Hitch starting at just $1? To get started, click the Get Featured link in the directory, and within a few quick steps, your website can begin showing up all over hitchedmag.com. Don't wait. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am once again joined with the always amazing Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker, uh, an author, uh, and uh, an all-around great person. And today, we're going to talk about, Noelle, um, how a woman is not like a man and vice versa. And you sent me this topic, so I'm uh, take I'm I'm gonna guess we're not going to be talking about basic biology. No, I sure as heck, heck hope that anyone who listens to Hitched Mac has got that down pretty good. Um, <laughs> no, but we we are in for a discussion of basic psychology, namely okay. how the difference between male and female psychology impacts a very important part of a good marriage, Steve, which is decision making. Okay, so decision-making as in those decisions couples need to make together, I take it? Yes, absolutely. Because the ability to make satisfying decisions together is fundamental. I mean, it's so obvious. It is fundamental to the smooth functioning of a marriage. Mm, okay. So what's the difference? Uh, how do uh, men and women differ in how they make their decisions? Well, let's start with the guys. Okay. Okay. You know how people often say that men like to fix things? Yes. <laughs> often, you know, women, which they don't appreciate. But <laughs> here's the thing is that that's because men are solution-oriented. They want to get there, here, now. Men are, quite frankly, action-oriented. This is not a big surprise, right? Yeah. You see it pretty much everywhere in the types of hobbies that guys like, in the sports they engage in, in their approach to pretty much everything from work to sex. Mm -hmm. Now, I am, of course, generalizing, Steve. But most men, given a choice, are going to go for action, for finding a direct solution to any given problem. And that's how they make decisions. They think of a solution and they implement it. It's like common sense, right, to a guy? Bingo, bango. And if that doesn't work, no problem. What do they do? They dump it and they go on to another solution. Okay. So, so, when, I, so when a man's faced with a problem, they immediately think, okay, how do I fix this? And then they begin to, to the, the fixing process. Absolutely. Okay. And they don't fret about is it going to work or not in any – generally speaking, they, if it doesn't work, okay, fine. They, they stop and then they 
go for another solution, okay? Okay. And frankly, Steve, it's a survival thing. It, it makes sense. We, we forget since we, are, we live in such a civilized, um, domesticated environment, we forget how very basic our instincts are. If you're the male, the guy, you don't sit around and consider 15 ways to kill the buffalo for dinner. Mm-hmm. You aim your spear and you hope to heaven it gets to the buffalo before the bu- buffalo gets to you. It's it's pure instinct. Okay. And so then how about women? Uh, how do they make decisions? Um, I almost hesitate to say this. We talk. Okay. Oh, you were good. You didn't laugh. No. I know you probably <laughs> wanted to, but frankly, that's what women do. We talk this is up to ourselves yes i was just gonna say this isn't my first podcast noel i know <laughs> i know how women true. think <laughs> <laughs> yes you do not only that you're married to one um but we do we talk to ourselves we talk to our friends we talk to our mothers our sisters to whoever will listen but really what we're doing steve and this is where often the wires get crossed between men and women mm-hmm. is they don't understand that we're not just talking for the sake of talking most of the time. What we're doing is we are gathering information. That's what we do. We're mm-hmm. gatherers. We consider lots of different issues. We explore possibilities. We're trying to see whatever it is from about a zillion points of view. Mm-hmm. And only once we feel that we've looked at that thing from all angles, do we feel ready to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Now, Okay, it's a generalization, duh, because we're all unique. Mm-hmm. And some gals go directly for the solution, and some guys explore the territory thoroughly. But generally speaking, the way it comes down is women need to consider all the options before settling on a plan. And again, it's survival. It's psychologically, physiologically, just plain old wired. You can't, as a woman, properly tend and befriend, which is what the psychologist's term for what women do instinctively. They tend to things, meaning take care of them, and they befriend, meaning create relationship, mm-hmm. unless you know the ins and outs of what you're tending or befriending. I mean, it's that basic. Uh, and this, this makes tons of sense to me. And so the difference in how women make decisions causes problems in terms of how the difference between their decision making and men like so how how does how does how does the the gathering of information uh versus just going right at it what are like the direct uh problems that relate to those things uh when a couple's trying to make a decision well, let me give you an example. That was a very terrible always... way to ask that question <laughs> got it um, got it uh. The easiest way is, is to do it with an example, okay? Okay. So let's say the wife says, we need to work on a budget, okay? We need to do something about our finances. Really common thing to talk about. And the guy, the husband, will say, great. You know, I've got a spreadsheet we use at work. We can adapt that for us. Now, to him, this makes perfect sense. Problem, solution, done. <laughs> yeah. The wife, however, will say, well, yeah, okay, but um, I don't know how that's going to be good for us. I mean, I'd like to see what some other couples are using to create a budget, like my cousin or maybe your brother. And then, you know, I saw this blog the other day, and the wife is off and running, and she can do this for hours. Mm-hmm. Now, the husband feels rejected because he thought he came up with a dandy solution just like that. 
very efficient, no energy wasted. That buffalo is nailed for dinner. We're done. Meanwhile, he feels like his wife has shot him down, which never feels good. And I would like to add really quick to this because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also familiar seeing this where uh, the husband will make a dis- like make a, a suggestion like that. Um, oh, my work has this spreadsheet we could use or whatever. Um, and the wife is like, sure, okay. And then they go and get all this information from a hundred different places and maybe the exact same information that the husband had on hand the entire time from the work spreadsheet. But I guess what you're saying is she needs to gather that information from all the sources just so she knows that she's weighed all the available options out there. Whereas he's like, I find, I, I see a solution that will work. Let's do it. And she's like, well, let me make sure that there's no other possibilities. And she's also like, let me make sure this is the solution that will best assure the nourishment, the nurturing, the continued good relationship. In other words, she's doing all her tending and befriending stuff. Got it. She's wanting to make sure not just that it's the best solution, that that it's it has to be the best solution given all sorts of other parameters she has in her head, okay. which usually have to do with how am I going to keep this family? Family can be just the two of them, but how am I going to keep this family in a safe, happy nest? Whereas the husband's role, if you will, instinctively again, is, you know, how do I hunt and kill the damn thing? Yeah. Um, so he's not looking at, which is, if you think about it, Steve, it's absolutely perfect because it's a instinctive division of labor that assures both that, pardon the sort of uh, basicness of this, that the food gets on the table and that there is a table. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, 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 it, it's a perfectly matched combination. But the problem is, is that we don't think of it that way. And so as far as the husband's concerned, he thinks his wife's data gathering is she's just going back and forth over the same territory for no good reason, especially when, and this happens a lot, and I'm sure you've had it happen to you and your couple. I know I have, which is when the wife ends up saying, yeah, you know, we, we'll use your thing. Yeah, yeah. After the, after the big, uh, let's go through every possible scenario, and then it goes right. right from the where the starting point was two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, I mean, really, it's it's. I like that you rephrased it to talk about how the symmetry is there because it really is like the yin and the yang. They're they're opposites, um, but they form this perfect union, right? And yes, uh, they do. The, but the thing about it is, there's. Unless you are aware of that, it can be extremely frustrating because you don't understand that you're the yin and you're they're the yang, right? Like you think you're both yangs or something. And exactly. that is where like this big trouble can come in. Um, so I guess – I can tell you what complicates it. Yes, please. Maybe worse. Yes. Is that in our, in our contemporary world, many women um, work outside the home or if they work from the home – they have, if you will, to rely on very masculine tendencies. Mm-hmm. So a woman will be very solution-oriented at work or with the PTA or things like that. In other mm-hmm. words, anything that is in a work mode doesn't have to be paid work. You know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. And so her husband will expect her to be behaving that same way when it comes to family issues. But there's a very strict division in women's head between work and family. And work isn't where she's generally. Now, we do tend to 
tend and befriend at yeah. work more than men do. But it is not our primary. And generally, the higher up the corporate ladder a woman goes, the less she tends and befriends at work. So we have our masculine energy going full bore, if you will, at work. And so the guy, your husband, thinks, well, why can't she just be like that at home when it comes to solutions? Well, we're not. I was going to ask about that, the the, the gender-bending traditional roles that both men and oh. women play. And we talk a lot about um, – women, you know, leaning in and the professionalism and moving up in their career and all that stuff. Uh, but on the flip side, you also have the men becoming more domesticated and the responsibilities and the duties that they're doing, which would take on a more female, uh, traditional female role. Um, and you could, I could see this playing out on both, both sides where, uh, he is, uh, just like, Oh, the floor's dirty. Let me, you know, immediately jump into action and fix that. Whereas right. she might take a more different approach to that. Um, but you brought up something interesting about how um, he might see her doing something and is thinking like, well, why, like, why can't she just transfer that um, same mentality right. um, home? I, I guess, I guess I don't know under, like, I guess I'm wondering about like, like, why should she? Um, and, 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 well, it's, yeah, because it may seem, think about it. If you, the guy see the problem, you guys, you guys know there's a problem. You see a solution, you want it fixed. You don't understand why she can't come up either with a different solution, but can't just do it Mm -hmm. since she just does it, if you will, at work, not recognizing that it's about, it's really more about energies, whether you're in your, and I hate to get this woo woo on you, but whether you're in your masculine energy more than you are in your feminine energy or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, a woman will want to be more in her feminine energy when she hits the hearth, the home. See, but here's the other thing that I was thinking about this too when you're describing it is I almost feel like – and I I understand what you're saying about when women are in the workplace. They just go more – it's a more straight shot for the solution than doing the other stuff that they may do in the home. But I also kind of feel like this is what has been missing in the workplace is uh, I guess you could call it the women's intuition about how they approach problems versus men Um, and because men might just go straight for the solution, not thinking about all the consequences that may uh, arise from it. Um, whereas a woman, a, a woman would would gather all the information around it before making that decision, um, and I and I think when when we talk about more women in the workplace and more women higher up, uh, this is the benefit of that is you get this different thought process than you get when when men control all those positions. You're absolutely right. And quite frankly, it's been shown over and over again that when there are more women in upper management, the company thrives, not because women are better, but because it's that mix. Mm -hmm. The mix of approaches is actually healthier for a business. Absolutely. So I have one other quick question about this. So, um, and I know we, for Hitched has taken this um, heterosexual relationship relationship. approach to most of the stuff that we do. Um, but when we're talking about something like this, um, I, I wonder about same sex couples. So, um, when we're talking about the different gender roles and how they balance each other, how does that apply to a same sex couple? I I mean, do our, um, 
do they take on these these different gender roles uh, in this kind it's of a situation? Not so much a, right. It's not so much a question of gender roles. I'm sorry, not it's gender. It's more a question yeah. of energy. Yeah, so okay. it usually in a same-sex couple, there will be one partner in the couple who has a more predominant feminine energy, and there will, and the other member of the couple will have a more predominant masculine energy. Um, just because opposite in that regard, opposites attract. Yeah, uh, they don't have to be a big contrast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In other words, it's not like you have a, a necessarily a hulking. Uh, individual and then a tiny petite individual. That it, it it doesn't have to be like that at all. But one of them will be more predominantly masculine energy oriented, if you will, and the other will be so. Otherwise, so, so it's one will be the clash okay. or nothing. It, think about it. If you have two persons with very strong masculine, energy, we see this in business all the time. Sure. If there's too much masculine energy hitting against each other, then it, it, if you will, causes a lot of aggressiveness and conflict and things like that. Somebody has to be doing some gathering. <laughs> yeah. No, you're – okay. So so basically one person takes is, uh, the successful couples or the ones that balance each other well. One right. will take the same approach that a men and uh, – uh, uh, opposite-sex couple would. One is the right. tend and befriend. One is the yeah. you know hit the – aim at the target and shoot. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and, yeah. and Okay. Just, and they may switch off at times. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that happens with heterosexual couples sure, as well. exactly. Yeah. They may switch off. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it, as always when we discuss these things, Steve, it's less a black and white thing yeah. than it is understanding that these energies are at play. Yeah. And therefore – when your wife or your same-sex partner who tends to be more on the feminine end wants to go out and gather and, and, and you know, just sort of examine from every possible angle, is shut up and be patient. Yeah. And then on the, on the reverse, when the more masculine energy, um, either the guy, the husband, usually in a heterosexual couple or the, in the same-sex partner, is the more masculine one, then it's for the wife, I would say, again, if he wants to just aim for the damn thing and kill it, is wait, respect that, say thank you, say, you know what, that may very well be what we end up with. Now, what I'd like us to do together is take a look at some other possibilities. So everybody respects that the other is coming from a place that makes sense to them. Yeah. I was just talking to, to somebody about um – this and just the general approach that Hitched takes to relationship advice uh, for the most part, which is not like it's it's easy to throw out like salacious statements that are mm -hmm. very attention grabbing. But for the most part, most of this stuff, there's gray area. There's gr like and Absolutely. it's and it's um, I feel like it's inappropriate to just say all couples, blah, blah, blah. And, and because it's not true, it's not true. Exactly. And, and as the person saying that information, I know it's not true. So I can't in good conscience say it. So I'm glad that you brought that up, that there's all this gray area, uh, out and about. Um, so, and more so as you were pointing out so correctly, Steve, more so as gender roles themselves, the roles are softening. In other yeah. words, the, the energies, there will always be masculine energy, feminine energy, but the dosage of it, the amount we allow ourselves to express mm -hmm. in our respective genders, et cetera, that will shift. It has already shifted. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, so I, it's less. Mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say, I mean, I know it, it. I know it's done that in in my relationship because I know I am the guy that's in the kitchen like <laughs> all the time. And that would not have been the case, you know, a couple decades ago. Um, no, but you know, we've, we've, we, we worked that out. We figured it out and we, we found those roles and, you know, when, when there needs to be a discussion about what goes on in the kitchen, um, you know, we, we figure it out, but you know, it, it kind of is what and, it is. And basically what exactly. And what has happened to a certain degree is that each of you are allowing the fullness of who you are to come through, not demanding that in either one of you stay, if you will, in a rigid, you can only express your masculine energy. You can only express your feminine energy. Yeah. You're allowing for an expansion of who you really are because we are all both. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, uh, we have allowed ourselves to define our own selves. We didn't let what was expected of us to define who we are or are supposed to be. Um, and so really the answer to all this uh, kind of summing it up here is couples need to understand that there are these different roles. There's that fe- uh, feminine tend and befriend gathering of information role. And then there is the uh, more masculine find you see a problem you you find the solution and you go at that solution and if it doesn't work then you go to the next solution until the problem is solved and really couples just need to understand those differences and embrace yeah. those and when there's some sort of conflict you just kind of have to have the conversation and work it out and understand that they're not trying to make, be a pain in the butt. They're just trying to. Uh, they're just. They're just who they are. And um, I guess what you're saying in the beginning about this not being a discussion of biology, but there is something to um, the way that it's inherent in each of us. Correct. We are at the at the very core. We are instinctive creatures. Mm-hmm. We just are, and that is not a bad thing. Yeah. It is actually what has allowed the human race to survive and grow and develop and evolve low these millennia. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a great thing. It's just that we tend to, when we're in a problem situation, we tend to lose sight of things like that. And we just want to, you know, do it our way because yeah. we're all pretty convinced we're right. <laughs> well, because I think you and I are probably right most of the time. So, right. Well, of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. It's all about the uh, awareness and understanding of these positions. And once you have that, then the solution, uh, collective solution, will be much easier to achieve, I think, is what absolutely. we're getting at. There you go. That is absolutely it. Uh, well, this was a fantastic topic, Noelle, and I want to thank you very much for your time. It is always my pleasure, Steve. Uh, I want to remind everybody you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, she has a new business book out. We were talking about uh, gender roles in the workplace. Uh, Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. It is available on Kindle Readers which you can download the Kindle app for free on all your uh, electronic devices, including uh, Android and uh, iPhones. 
Um, you can get all this information at her website, dwellnelson.com. You can find her on uh, many of the social platforms, including Twitter, Dr. Dwell Nelson and Candle. Uh, she is also on Facebook, on Google Plus. Uh, Hitched is on uh, all that stuff, and you can find all this information on our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, if you have a question or you have a topic that you're interested in or that you would like us to cover, uh, you can reach out to us on the social platforms as well. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+. Uh, and I'm sure by the time uh, this podcast is posted, there's going to be another social network that's up and running and everybody's talking about, and we'll probably be there too. So, uh, But if we are on it, we will have a link to it on our website, so uh, be sure to check that out. And so uh, that is going to do it for this week. Well, so thank you so much again for your time. I always appreciate the uh, conversation we have. Thank you, as do I, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. 